Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with all of our listeners again today. And what a pleasure it is and how blessed it is to be, or what a blessing it is to be able to be with you here each day on Search the Scriptures. To open up God's Word, dig a little bit deeper, study a little bit more, and learn some more of the rich teachings and truths that God has communicated to us through His Word. How blessed we are to have the Bible. How blessed we are to have such ready access to the Bible. And to be able to be on, together on programs like this, to be able to talk about God's Word. Not just to talk about the Word, but to dig deep into the Word. And that's exactly what we do on Search the Scriptures. We dig deep. We look at it in detail. But we try to explain it in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your daily life. Now, I know that we have listeners who listen every day virtually. We hear from you, and we're so thankful for you. It's so encouraging to us to know that so many are out there listening to the Word being taught. They care about hearing it, and they enjoy learning more and more from God's Word. But there are others who are listening frequently, but they don't have the opportunity to listen every day. But they're there, and they're a regular part of the audience. And then there are others who listen less frequently because of time constraints and scheduling and so on, but they still listen very frequently, and and they enjoy being able to do so. We always have new listeners, and if you're listening for the first time, our prayer is that you will quickly come to learn that we really do teach the Bible. We don't just talk about God. We don't just talk about the Bible. We study the Bible. We learn from God, about God, from his very word. And we hope, we pray that you will become kind of hooked in there and say, you know, this is something that's really helping me. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So as you learn God's word more fully, more completely, more deeply, your faith in God should grow. And as your faith in God grows, you should want to come to God more and more and ultimately want to walk with God and be with him in heaven for eternity. And you do that by coming to him through his son, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, believing in him, confessing your faith in him, repenting of your sins, and surrendering to him in baptism for the remission of your sins, so that the sins that you have committed for all of your life can be completely cleaned away, cleansed, washed away, and forgotten by God. What a great blessing that is. You don't have to carry that burden around with you any longer. At the end of the program today, we'll offer you a free Bible study that we always offer, and it is free. It will teach you the basics of becoming a Christian, living a Christian life, looking forward to eternity, being a faithful Christian, the church, and so on. It is free. We'll take care of the postage. All you have to do is ask for it. You can also receive a copy of today's program on CD for free. And again, we'll take care of the postage. You can also go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com, and you can scroll down on the home page and enroll in our podcasting outreach ministry. That's free. All you have to do is enroll. It'll take you about 
30 seconds or a minute perhaps, to set it up and you can receive all of our sermons and all of our radio programs sent to you every week automatically. Again, it's all free to your smartphone or your laptop or your computer or whatever device you want to receive them on. So have a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper ready. We'll tell you how to contact us at the end of the program today. And you can do that through various means, but have that pencil or pen and piece of paper ready and you can write down that information. Now, we're going to get into, and we'll probably pretty much finish this line of study that we've been looking at uh, over the past couple of weeks. We're talking about love that fulfills and sustains marriage. We want to help you have a better marriage. Marriage. We want to help you be prepared better for marriage if you're not yet married. We want to help you understand what you can do and what you can look forward to in your spouse to make your marriage great. And it comes down to ultimately you've got to have the right kind of love. Now, when we first get together, we're attracted to each other, and that begins our relationship and our love that ultimately eventuates in our getting married. Well, that initial attraction is, is really largely emotional. We like the way you look. We like the way she looks, he looks. Uh, we like the way they talk to us. We like the way they treat us, the behavior around us, and so on. But that love, while it's great initially, it needs to develop into something a whole lot deeper and more profound. And so what we're doing is we're looking at a whole list of qualities of love that the Apostle Paul put down for us, guided by God through the Holy Spirit to write them in Scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through the first part of verse 8. The word that he used in the Greek that is translated into love in this text in the English is agape. And in the Greek, that's the highest expression of love, the highest form of love. And it is much more deep and profound than just emotional love. Now, the emotional love is still there, but the agape love is the governing love. And so it is not just an outward show. It's not just a lot of noise. It's not just ostentatious and determined to try to make an impression on somebody. But agape love, it's, it, it's a determined love. It's not based on the worthiness of the one loved, but on the determination in the heart of the one doing the loving. And it cannot be earned. It's freely given. It's unconditional. It hangs in there no matter what. It does what needs to be done no matter what. It's not the kind of love that, that again, is just pretty much emotional where you fall into it and then you fall out of it, whatever that means. But this love is, no, I, I've made up my mind. I will love you. Well, I'm good. I love you so much too. No, you don't understand. I will love you no matter what. No matter what you do, I will love you. I've made up my mind to love you no matter what. And if these qualities will become a part of your love for your husband and your wife, then your marriage is going to be great. And I can almost guarantee your marriage will not fail. This love will fulfill and sustain your marriage. Now we've looked at a whole lot, a lot of the lists so far. We're going to look at the last three now. 
in this program today. Sixteen qualities Paul puts down. We're looking at the last three, numbers 14, 15, and 16. The first one, love hopes all things. Hopes all things. You know, when we use the word hope, probably most of the time we're talking about a wish. And a lot of times it's an unrealistic wish or desire. But that's not the kind of hope that is really communicated in the New Testament scriptures. The hope that is communicated there is the desire, yes, but also coupled with the expectation. So somebody says, you know, I I hope I can pass this test. It's a final exam. Did you study for it? No, not much. I hope I can pass it, though. You know, that's a wild wish or a dream. But when we're talking about the, the, the desire plus the expectation, that's a whole different kind of hope. This kind of love hopes all things. It doesn't give up hope even when it seems like things are at their worst. We go back to Romans chapter 12. We've looked at that chapter a lot of times in this particular study. It has a lot of specific points of behavior for us to emulate. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 12, notice what the Apostle Paul wrote. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. Now all three of those qualities ought to go together there. Rejoicing in hope. And this kind of hope is going to be patient even when there's difficult times facing that marriage relationship. And it's going to continue steadfastly in prayer to God because God is the one who ultimately can give us the victory, even in our marriage relationship, if we will follow him. When you go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the text that we have been looking at in verses 1 through 8, but you drop down to verse 13 in chapter 13, 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 13. And so, Paul is talking about in this chapter, toward the end of it, there are some things that he says are going to pass away. But he says, now abide or continue in faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Now, why would he say the greatest of these is love? Well, he's really looking toward eternity, an eternal picture here. And so when we get to heaven, if we have lived faithfully and obediently before God, if we have walked with him according to his teachings in Scripture, then hope will be done away with. You don't hope for something you already have. We'll be there with him. The same thing about faith. Faith will, be, will, will become reality. We'll be there in heaven. We'll see God. We'll see Christ. But love will continue. Love will continue on through eternity. So the greatest of these is love, he says. Love hopes all things. God can give us the victory, even in a marriage relationship that is struggling at times. God is a God of hope, a God of hope. Did you realize that he's described that way? Nothing is impossible for him. In Luke chapter 1 and verse 37, all things are possible for him. Look to him, pray to him, trust him for the victory in your relationship. In Romans chapter 15 and verse 13, notice how he's identified. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing 
that you may abound in hope, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, love hopes all things. And then love endures all things. You see, this kind of love, and the love that is really going to be a fulfilling and sustaining love for a marriage relationship, it's going to have to endure all things. And there's going to be a lot to endure. As long as possible, this kind of love does not give up, even when done wrong to. It does not give up. We need to understand that. You know, when Jesus was, was encouraging people in their discipleship of, to him, encouraging them, you need to hang in there. You need to not give up. You need to walk the walk all the way, not just talk the talk and then drift away somewhere along the line when things get a little difficult. In Matthew chapter 10 and verse 22, he said this, you will be hated by all for my name's sake, but he who endures to the end will be saved. He who endures to the end will be saved. What do you think is there within a married, within a marriage wherein the couple stay married for 50 years or 60 years. My eldest brother and his wife were married for 69 years. What kept them together? Was it always excitement when they walked into the room with each other? No. Were there trying times? Absolutely. The last three or four years of his life were years progressing through Alzheimer's. And ultimately, she had to put him in a home because she could not take care of him anymore by herself. But she would be there every week with him. She would wash his clothes. She would bring him food to eat. She would bring him snacks and, and candy. And she would eat lunch with him. She would buy him new clothes when she thought his were getting a little bit worn or faded, perhaps. And she always made sure that he had the kind of clothes that he liked to wear throughout his life. She wanted him to be comfortable. She loved him so much that she endured through all of that. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 14, Paul says, we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly, comfort the, fam the, the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, be patient with all. Sometimes your husband is going to exhibit some weakness in your relationship, maybe just in his life. Sometimes your wife is going to be weak and she's going to need extra support. You provide the strength for him or her because you truly love him or her. And it's not just a love that says, while well, everything's hunky-dory and going easy and is peachy cream and we got the tiger by the tail. But when things are difficult as well, you still love them no matter what and take care of them and support them and uphold them and encourage them, strengthen them. In Second Peter chapter 1, beginning with verse 5, Peter said, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, 
When we say love endures all things, we're talking about love is persevering. It goes on. It does not give up. Patience is a virtue. And there's no relationship wherein patience is more critical than in the relationship of your marriage. You must be patient in your love for your husband or your wife. Jesus says, in your patience, you possess your soul. Now, if that's true in your spiritual life, then you can understand how it is also true in your marital life. Love endures all things. And then finally, Paul says, and boy, what a sweeping statement this one is. What a sweeping quality he describes here for this kind of love. He says, love never fails. Love never fails. Remember what we said in, Roman, uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13. Now abide faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Love goes on. And how this world needs to understand and experience this kind of love, agape love. Not just a fling, but enduring, abiding, deep, determined, committed love. Love does not end. It's eternal. God deals with mankind in love. Look at John chapter 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. But God demonstrates his love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God loves us so much that he sent his son to die on the cross to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. That's how much God loves us. Our relationship with God, I think we can say, began with his love for us. He created us in his image. Love never fails. Love does not end. And your love, your commitment to your husband or your wife should be absolutely that set in stone. It will not end. It will not fail. Now remember, we're talking about a determined love, not one based primarily on emotion, but a determined love. God gave us the ultimate example of the highest quality of love when he sent his son to that cross to die for us. Now we need to learn from his example. And you as a husband or you as a wife need to learn from his example. You need to love your husband. You need to love your wife all the way and always Sometimes you'll need your spouse's love when you don't deserve it, in spite of the way you're acting. But sometimes your spouse will need your love when they don't deserve it because of the way they're acting. But you'll love them anyway because your love is not surface level. It is deep and abiding. It never fails and it never will fail, because if you made up your mind, you will not let it fail. Not in your heart, and not in your expression. Such love now 
does not approve, and it does not excuse, and it does not condone wrong or hurt done, but it still loves. It still loves. And agape love is not given in order to receive. It's given even at times when it's not returned. That's the quality of love we're talking about. Do you want your marriage to be great? Do you want your marriage to be successful? Do you want to celebrate that 50th anniversary, the 60th anniversary, the 70th anniversary? Then you've got to love your husband. You've got to love your, your wife with this kind of love, a love that will not give up, a love that does not fail. Now, what does Paul say? Love is? He says, love is kind. Love suffers long. It's determined. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Love is not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely. Love does not seek its own. Love is not provoked. Love thinks no evil. Love does not rejoice in iniquity or sinfulness. Love rejoices in truth. Love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. Love endures all things. And this degree of love never fails. It never gives up. Do you have that kind of love for your husband? Do you have that kind of love for your wife? If you do, your marriage will not fail. You won't let it fail. If you both love each other this way, this deeply, to this degree, in this godly kind of love. How we need this love, agape love, in our marriages and in our homes today. Be that example. Embody and exhibit, show this kind of love to your husband, to your wife, and let your children see that between you. In just a moment, we'll tell you how to contact us. Write that down and let us hear from you right away. Our prayer is that you're better and you will do better and be better for having studied with us today to God's glory.